0: It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, Tyvis Powell, Jason Lloyd, plus, da da you're loving him, Mikey McNuggets. And so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show starts now. Booyah! Hey! We're close! Hey, hey,
1: Bull needs I, a cigar. Can hey. we get Bull a
2: cigar?
3: <laughs> I'm so, so proud. So I
1: think that's what happened here nice. was I took a lesson. That's G. So nice. Bush has been raising his fit game, particularly for Fridays. Yes. And I, there are leather chaps in the building. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I got it. Leather pants on right now. He's got
0: leather pants. And
1: Bull about which is very uncharacteristic for him. We're five minutes before the show, and Bull's not in the in the seat. Yeah. And I'm getting a little nervous, <laughs> <laughs> and then I hear a knock on the door. Hey. And he forgot his key card to get back in, so someone got up to let him in, and he comes in looking like he's an extra in a hey, mob movie. Hey,
3: hey, this is the New Age Blues Brothers right here. I'm Dr. Here. <laughs> Vinny Boombat. Say.
1: Hey. These look like the Pimp Brothers. Like, Jason, hey. thanks for playing it straight. I mean, had I
0: known, I could have. had I we, known did, to- we did not get the memo. No. By the way, I went oh, and bought this hat. That's a great look, Paul. I, look at that. Look at that team. I mean, that's it you what it's all about. Us. We need, a, co- we need a, a show for G and I, like a, a, a drama. Yeah. Where we're either cops or private investigators. I think yeah. you guys should be or uh, partners,
1: private investigators. Yeah.
0: Your partners. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And the just let the hilarity ensue. Yeah. Each week, there's a new investigation. Right. And I think that would be a huge hit. Hey, you know, by the way, don't worry, Channel 3. I got my regular glasses. You know, I don't
3: want to <laughs> just, you know, we, we don't be faint of heart. What but, is he wearing? By oh, by
1: the so way, you're going
0: to play it straight? I will play it straight for the day. 1230. 1230, I got regular glasses. So These when we, we go to glasses. regular TV, G yeah. will play it straight. There you go. No, he'll still have the outfit. Just I still got an outfit, essence. but don't get. Rid- I'm getting rid of the hat, though. Y'all got to deal with that. By the way, I did not. La- I, I was like, last night <laughs> I said to my wife, I got to get stay. a hat. First of all, I didn't even know I, I like had a sports that. So he stole errands.
1: <laughs> that looks about three sizes too small. No, it's, that's huh? the way, it does. That's the way you're supposed to fit for well, that particular to fit. fedora okay. style
0: <laughs> ex, This is actually an extra large hat. So I go to Kohl's. I go to Imagine Kohl's a last small. night. small. By the way, have you guys been in Kohl's? Not, not recently. I yes. haven't in years. Uh, yes. I just
1: made a return It's there.
0: awful. I mean, it, first <laughs> of all, why a store like that still exists is weird to me. because like, uh, Isn't going- it like a discount? store a bit i don't know but the whole place it's like i was like walking into into a shopping mall like macy's in the why 1980s. don't you go to target the target didn't have any hats yeah. really come on target it's so hard to get big hats i go into kohl's it smells like perfume they got nobody working in the men's department so i'm like i, I gotta find a hat <laughs> so i see this hat and then a woman comes over she's like i'm tr- i'm checking out the hat she's like that black band really brings out the black in your in your beard. I like and I'm that. like, lady, you don't have to sell me here. I need to have it tomorrow. She's really reaching. I, 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 I appreciate I'm gonna, it. That's I'm like
1: a, the, the women's clothing lady that says, that dress makes you look very thin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll buy it.
4: It looks like you have a two-by-four through the back of your I shoulder. know.
1: <laughs> looks like... I, but you know I, what? I, what I, I have to say, though, in yeah. all in all seriousness... Bull, like that. that's your look. I like that. That is your look. <coughs> that, I agree. I, that, it
3: that fits that.
1: your New York persona. It, it, yeah. look, it,
3: it looked like you the dude that come to see you when your your bookie was like, you ain't paid in two
1: weeks. Exactly. You got to go see but Bull. Can, I, I do think it should be a cigar and not a long cigar, a very a short stubby. stubby cigar, yeah. like with just a little bit left.
4: Yeah. What would I, your yeah. mob name
0: be? Uh, Adam the Bull.
1: That yeah, is he true. He has I mean, it. Like,
0: there was already a Sammy the Bull. You know, I, I I'm kind of stealing from him, but uh, I don't know. I got to like work it. on my mob name. I, like I think
1: it. it's a great look. I, I really like do. It. I do.
0: that's as good as Bull has no, like ever you. looked. I like on the it. show.
1: No, I just think it really it, it Real really works. No, the background. Bull had a great idea on the way in. Oh he yeah, said we you. missed the boat. Yeah, I should have said this earlier the last in the week. time the Browns played a a playoff game with a packed house because there were fans in Pittsburgh, but they were scattered. Yeah, it was very very few. He said, we should have all sent pictures in from mm. when the Browns last played a playoff game in front of fans, which yeah. was 2002. Correct. Probably and it was technically 2003. I, it was the 2002 season. 2002 season. So I think yeah. we all scurried and yeah. got you a picture.
0: And we the best one is
1: five. McNuggets. Yeah, oh right. My God, well, we'll, do,
2: we'll do mine last then. So let's go through. Then we'll get a read. We'll start a shot. Yeah. McNuggets the show. is fantastic. But, uh, <laughs> the first one's G. Bush. This is 2002. G Bush, Steve, you can take tag board full here if you want. This is 22 G Bush <laughs> in the flesh live, a little less dapper, but still an eloquent man as always with his brother. G is that so your brother? So young.
3: Yeah, I was young back then. We was, I played DN at that time. Now, my is that brother, your brother? Yeah, my brother, he played offensive guard. So yeah. uh, his brother's yeah, huge. Yeah. So we like, uh, yeah, we were, I was clean back in O2. So By that the was way, 2002, you look I- pretty G?
0: much identical. I referenced Maybe. the movie The Replacements the other day. Who's seen that? I've seen think. The Replacements. Okay. Yeah. G. Bush and his brother there look like, remember the two offensive linemen? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, you know what? We need to get a separated at birth photo. Because yeah. you're
1: right. They do. They gotta do, right? Yeah. So All right.
2: That was G.
1: This is Jay in
2: 2002. Jay? Yeah. This still an business. old man i mean still a, a regular age man
0: a lot more dark a <laughs> lot more uh a lot of dark salad dark there yeah a lot yeah. of dark gray yeah
3: listen you know this is the great thing about jay he was still rich in this photo
0: that was a
1: different level i've been saving money for a very long time <laughs> right. so, I'm, I'm 58 <laughs> I know. so i should have been
3: there yeah you'd be like listen man one for them damn kids. <laughs> I thought I only
2: had two. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> I did the math forward. Ah, yeah. So that was Jay. Uh, we see Bull today. Let's see Bull back Bull's in winning the back early then. 2000.
3: He was winning. <laughs> Where, Where
2: is at? that
1: Bull? <laughs> this cat had 10 of them. <laughs> Wait, who's holding the Siggy?
0: That's, That's uh, Alicia. Okay, Alicia. I was going to say, it better not be Bull um, if you got a very long arm. This now one. I'll admit, I cheated a little bit. This is 2000, not 2002. That's that, even better. It's the closest I could find. Uh, this was right before I graduated college. I went to college a little later. I'm going to ask you a there. question. Were yeah. you the guy who had all female friends? It looks like that. that's what's going on Yeah, here. I never, I'm not going to lie. I never banged any of those girls.
1: Uh, <laughs> oh, my goodness.
0: Not Let's not say that today on Channel <laughs> 3. I won't say it on Channel
1: 3. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yes, I mean.
4: Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs>
0: Uh, well, you Jason put a hat on the man, gotta, and he goes. Bananas. I gotta keep <laughs> it real. I gotta keep it real. So, <laughs> so you were the guy that,
1: so for an evening out, it was okay for you to go out with like four or five lady friends. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, okay. I,
0: I had my fun times with the ladies in college, but yeah, but I wasn't killing it. I was doing okay, sure, but not you know not with, those girls. Those were all, all girls that worked at the radio station with me. Oh, we, okay. We were okay. a tight knit. Let's see. Let's see what Jason Lloyd was rocking. So Jason those sent those it
2: ready. to us a little late, so we're gonna get to Jason at the end of okay. the show. Oh, okay. Put it in, okay. but. We do have also my picture from oh, two thousand two. What about Anthony and, uh, in the crib or yeah, something? Yeah, do we have Anthony? <laughs> Anthony's mom's working on getting a picture. Okay, good. I was Is five he still in two thousand and two. I wanna see Director Steve too. <laughs> Director Steve said he doesn't have any pictures, but this was me back in uh, two thousand and two. So then? Steve Take it you when you're ready, but this is uh, 2002. Like, uh, that's
4: unbelievable. <laughs> that's crazy. He was
2: mini nugget. Hey. I was, it was back Bro. in the day. It's been a long time since 2002. Wow, it, that was okay. also the best I've ever looked. It's the best picture I've ever taken. I mean, my it looks life. like
1: you're you're missing some chicklets. You, what are you <laughs> second grade? That was second grade picture. <laughs> oh nice. my God, you're a puppet. If somebody <laughs>
3: would have told me at at that point in time. Here's the picture of the guy that's gonna be telling you what to do. That'd be out the mind would have been blown. Here's his picture. He's two yeah. years old. We was already in the club drinking and fornicating. We were doing that. <laughs> well <laughs> Bull wasn't. Bull. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Not that day.
4: <laughs> we had a banging and a fornicating and it's eleven oh eight.
3: I tried to clean it up. <laughs> but by the way, uh yeah, I repent for that. Sorry, Lord, I didn't really
1: mean that. I was just a joke. You weren't, of course you weren't. Of course, yeah, I was, no, no, you I were was a perfect gentleman. A, yeah. Um, a Bible study. Yeah. We, so you know the drill <laughs> by now on Fridays. We split the shows. We do 90 minutes on UC- UCSS. Uh, and then we flip over to Channel 3 for a 30-minute extravaganza. As McNuggets likes to say, it is never before seen Brown's content. Fact. This is original. So uh, that's coming up at 1230. It's, this is really bizarre, guys, because we usually have um, two days when we do this show. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's Friday. We've got 48 hours to kick off. We're just, uh, yep. 40, uh, 20,
4: 30 Nine hours or 20 minutes the clocked. There yeah. we go right
0: there. Wow. Yeah. The kickoff clock, 29 God. hours, 20 minutes, 19 seconds. That's, counting. that's just incredible. Um,
1: I can't wait. It can't get here soon enough. It's been the longest. It feels like because the Cincinnati game didn't mean anything. Yep. It's just been this forever stretch because yeah. our last game was the Thursday the week before. That's true. But we're approaching it fastly now, and uh, I'm told there are a lot of Browns fans that are on their way to Houston. Channel 3 did a story yesterday where we hung out at the the airport, and we caught a lot of fans catching the direct from Cleveland to Houston. Very excited. So I think we're going to have a good representation. And from what I've been able to gauge so far, excitement in Houston about this game is about a seven, where in Cleveland it's like a nine. I don't understand that. I don't either. It's bizarre to me. Okay, uh, McNuggets. We'll hop into that, that one sec, but first
2: a quick word from FanDuel. The NFL season may have wrapped up, yeah. but the playoffs are getting ready to get underway, and the best time to get in on the action for playoff football is right now with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 <sighs> in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose the app is easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com UCSS to make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. Our winning ticket today comes from Akron Day, who turned nice. 10 bucks Drede. into 392 bucks yesterday Ooh. on a Cavs-Nets same-game parlay, only at three parts. Bridges over 20 points, Mitchell over 30, Lavert over 20. All three hit 26, 45, and 21. And our guy Akron Dre Day turned 10 bucks into $392.50. Yeah, if you if have a win ticket, Mitchell
1: went nuts. Send it our way. Mitchell at 45. 45 for 45. I mean, this hot stretch continues. Yesterday, I wish you were here yesterday. We had John Fanta on before he had the call. And, you know, we were talking about what this team does now. And, you know, one of the things that he definitively ruled out, you probably will too, they are not in the market to move Mobley.
0: They, he, oh, he said he's yeah. definitely no, not a gym. He also said Jared Allen's getting 40 something more touches. 40 per more game. touches per game. Yeah, I didn't realize it was with that.
1: This new, I'm crazy. We looked at each other like that's got to be a mistake. <laughs> yeah. He's that's, playing well. that's nearly a touch a minute more yeah. Yeah. than what he was getting. Well. That tells me before his usage was just way, he was way underutilized. We'll we need, need talk Cavs when it's We need not to get Denzel before before Ward a, a bunch of game, touches, yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah, Denzel Ward <laughs> is going to be key. We have good news yeah. because uh, Denzel Ward is it, all signs now are pointing toward Denzel playing. We've been fooled in the past with him. Where we sat here on Friday and said, looks like he's going to go. And then come Sunday, he's not out there. But I talked to Jimmy yesterday at length. He believes that he's going to go. The Browns are saying he's going to play. That's great news. I think it was just, it was a tweak that he felt. And Jimmy said shortly after it, he was, you know, off to the side with other corners Sort of goofing around, and it wasn't like it was a major injury, and they had yeah. to cart him in to you know to run other tests.
0: Rappaport all, also yesterday said that he's okay. He's a go. Yeah.
1: all a go. things considered, here, yeah. if you if, if on the scale of how you feel, ten is I'm not even worried. This is a win. One is they're going to lose this game. Where are we right now? Twenty nine hours to kick Vinny. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're just Vinny to me now. <laughs> uh, I'm
0: at an, I'm at an eight and a half. Oh, good. Okay, I feel very good about a Browns win. Listen, it's the NFL. The Browns are only a two-point favorite. They're on the road. It'd be silly, I and mean, that's getting smaller. Yeah, it's gone down to two. Yeah, uh, even eight and a half may be overly aggressive. Yeah, i like,
4: surprised.
0: I am that's too. Too aggressive. Well, I felt whatever it was. how you feel. I just feel very good about this game. I, I, okay, not a short thing. Certainly, the Browns could lose it. Uh, I'm not going to be like blown away if they lose, but I'll be surprised if they lose. I I feel like they're the better team. I feel like even though C.J. Stroud is probably the better quarterback, I think for right now I'd rather have Joe Flacco in this situation versus a rookie in his first start. Yeah. And I look at and I compare the teams and I think the Browns are better. I just think they'll I think they be able to throw the ball better and that's the only thing that maybe the Texans would do better defensively across the board the Browns are way better than than the Texans the Texans, Texans have been pretty good on stock against the run. run but they've been terrible in the past and that's what the Browns want to do true the Browns defense has been for the most part very good against both uh and I I don't think the Texans are going to be able to run the ball against the Browns I don't like their back uh, even though he's been decent and I think if they if you become one-dimensional against the Browns you got no chance yeah
1: for sure. And so that's why I feel really Eight good Eight and a it. half. I think that might lead the way. Where are you? Uh, uh, I don't know. G might be yeah. higher than that. <laughs> G's at 11 G's and three at 11. quarters. Yeah. Well, am I kidding. Yeah.
4: What do I, you have, Jay? If it was in Cleveland, I'd be at nine and a half, nine and three quarters. But <clears throat> oh. but the fact that it's down there, I'm probably around a seven. Yeah. So not much lower than you. But the thing that concerns me is Flacco has been prone to turn it over. And that's the one thing that concerns me. Now, he has more of the, an eraser to get it back on the other side. But if they start giving him short fields... uh I, I just think that it could lead to problems on the road. Sure. So really, it's, really the, it's, the, it's the uncertainty of the kicking game, and it's the propensity to turn the ball over that has me most concerned. I do think the Browns are going to win this game. I'm not overly concerned about it, but I, I agree with you. I'd rather have Flacco than Stroud. Long-term, obviously you take Stroud. One game, one playoff game, Joe's history on the road versus C.J. Stroud making his first playoff start, even if it is at home. D'Amico Ryan's coaching in his first playoff game, even if it is at home. I like the Browns'
3: chances. Listen, man. You know, I I, I feel like I'm kind of over the top. But
1: bull, you actually, think? You yeah, think, right? <laughs> Was but, it the hat? Like, the I don't know. Or the double value. I don't. I two vests at the same chest. time. <laughs> <laughs> but bull is
3: higher than me on this one. I'm only gonna wow. give it an eight. Wow! I did not expect that. I'm gonna give it an eight, and the reason why I I, I respect any team that's in the playoffs. If, if you are in the playoffs, that shows me you're a team. That can win multiple ways. It shows me a U team that that is really good coach. And it shows me that you have some playmakers there. But for me, I look at it from a standpoint of saying, okay, look, if I go position by position, the only position I can even think about giving the Texans is probably quarterback or probably receiver. Like, but I still edge Amari Cooper over Nico Collins. I still edge slightly Joe uh, Joe Flacco over, uh, you know, C.J. Stroud. So, for me, um, I think they win in all those those other positions, but since it is a playoff game, they are at home. C.J. Stroud does provide a, a punch and a shot in the arm for their offense um, compared to what Case Keenan was doing. I just go ahead and say that I'm going to give them uh, eight confidence that they t- can take care of this game. However, that two points, I, I don't think – in, at all, in, during any playoff series, I would go above an
1: eight. That's the highest I would go. because yeah, for the <coughs> spread. Yeah, because I give everybody a puncher's chance sure. in the playoffs. Well, everybody has a puncher's chance in the playoffs because, they, like you said, They've all punched their ticket. They're all they're all deserving teams, or so they wouldn't be here. Yeah. Uh, for me, I can't go that high. I'm, I'm going to come in at the lowest here, and I'm a six, six and a half. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, now, it, here's the way I, I would start my my thinking on this. If they were equally matched teams and they were playing on a neutral site, it would be a five. Obviously, I mean, you would think that neither team has an advantage, and there's no home field advantage, so it's a five. Uh, the game is in Houston. Um, so that ticks them up just a little bit, and the fact that they've got a lot of their horses back that they didn't have yes, when they lost point. in Houston. And for me, because of that, I think I'll, talking to a lot of fans this week, I think the trap that the fans, I don't think the Browns are falling into this trap, but I think the fans are falling into this trap. We crushed them on, on Christmas yeah, Eve. Yeah, that's mean. That's a yeah. trap. Yeah, that I is mean. a trap because they were playing without their best offensive player and two of their best defensive players, and they are all back. And because of that, I just think it's going to be a little bit closer than most of us think. So for that reason, I'm at a six. I feel comfortable that the Browns will win, but I can't go to a seven or an eight or an eight and a half because I think this is going to be a close, very close game that's decided by a drive late in the fourth quarter. Hope I'm wrong on that. Mm-hmm. but that's the way well, it's a it playoff unfolding.
4: game. You're probably not yeah. a I lot mean, of regular season games are that
1: most of them are. Yeah. And I just think that because CJ Stroud wasn't on the field the first time that, that, you know, if you think about it, you know, a lot of people said, well, he wasn't playing defense and the Browns still put up a lot of points. No, he wasn't. But because their offense was so one and done on the drives and they were so ineffective that gave the Browns offense more time to operate and more opportunities to score points. I can see, uh, I looked at the drive charts this year for the Texans because I wanted to see how are they scoring their touchdowns? Are they quick strike? Uh, They've had some quick strike touchdowns for sure, but they have done a very good job this year of getting the ball, keeping the ball, driving the length of the field, and punctuating that drive with a touchdown. If they do that, that keeps the ball away from the Browns' offense and just
0: by definition, it's going to be a closer game because of that. If they do that, you're right. It will be a <coughs> closer And even though I'm very confident, I still have it as, I have the Browns winning by seven. So it's not like I have a blowout in this game. But the Browns all year have been the hardest team to do that against.
1: You're absolutely right. By far. That's our strength.
0: Yes. And, you know, we haven't given down.
1: up typically those yeah. long 80-yard, right. seven-minute drives that end in touchdowns. A lot of our touchdowns have come on short fields after turnovers. Right. Right. So uh, I, I do think the Browns are going to win. I'm not losing sleep for sure over it, but uh, it's not like you said. In the playoffs, anybody can win. Nothing is a sure thing, and it wouldn't shock me if we're sitting here next week talking about what the Browns are going to do this offseason. Mm. I mean, I, I don't expect God. to be doing that, I don't oh. wanna have that but I know yet. it's depressing <laughs> to think about. I, I don't expect that we'll be doing that, yeah. but like you, I'm not going to be surprised if that's where we no, are. I, no. We're going to go into what we think the
2: perfect game plan would be for the Browns tomorrow. But real quick, a word from Jace Medical. I know we come to sports to escape from some of the crazy realities of real life, but let's just take a minute to talk about preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of important antibiotics right in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. I can't imagine a more helpless feeling than someone I loved Being sick while a supply chain issue kept them from their life-saving medication. Thankfully, we're okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics. To treat a long list of bacterial illnesses, including UTIs, respiratory infections, sinuses, among others. And this stuff could happen to any of us, guys. Visit jacemedical.com and complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician, and your medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at just a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to prepare than today, so make sure you go to jacemedical.com and use offer code LOCKEDON to get $20 off your first order. Guys, if you're Kevin Stefanski... Andrew Barry, anyone in the front office, coaching staff of the Cleveland Browns, in your opinion, what is the perfect offense, defense, special teams? Run me through the whole gauntlet. The perfect game plan for the Browns to have tomorrow in order to knock
5: out the Texans from the playoffs. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
3: This is easy. What you want to do for this game plan, first and foremost, uh, I'm kicking off. I want the ball in the second half. Uh, And then what we're going to do is we're going to get right to it. We're going to go out there. we'll, We'll kick the ball to them. Hopefully we can get them out to a three and out, get the ball back, go down the field and score in a long, lengthy drive, mix it up between run and pass. So they don't know what's coming. You up seven, nothing, go get back and kick it to them. Now, you know, we'll see if they're going to be patient. We want to, we don't necessarily have to go three and out, but we're looking to either get a turnover or another punt and we want to come down and get points, preferably seven, but if we can't get seven, we'll go ahead and kick the field goal. Now, if it's a 40-yard field goal, I'm, I'm looking to kick that field goal because I want to see what the new kicker got. I want to gauge whether or not he's going to be a factor in the second half, and I'll gauge that upon whether he misses this or he doesn't. If he makes it and in, in, in we can go up 10 points, now I think you put the ball back in their court and now that that clock starts to tick in your head. Is C.J. Stroud going to stay patient? Is he still going to take his check downs? Are they going to get away from the running game with Singletary? How patient are they going to be with D'Amico Ryans and trying to get back into this ball game? And <clears throat> if you could get them to be one-dimensional there, stop them again, <clears throat> hold these guys to, to no points, punt it back to you, now what you can do, you could go for the dagger. And a dagger doesn't necessarily mean that you're up. 17 we'll take another field goal if we can get it now what it does is it puts them down 13 nothing and now they start to take away that running game they start to take away some of the some of the methodical stuff the the game plan is to get these guys to to get down early in the game put it on them and make them make plays i want them to make plays in pressure time behind the sticks, behind the clock, and behind the scoreboard. That's the way I I think it'll it'll work
1: best for the Cleveland Browns. To me, that's hope, and hope's not a plan. You know, you're saying, let's score a touchdown. Well, every team wants to three and out, score a touchdown, three and out, score a touchdown. I attack attack this a different way. I I looked at it as, like, how are you going to attack them on offense, and what is your plan going to be on defense? That's a great hope. I, I hope all that happens. Because, obviously, you get a team down on the road, you take the crowd out. So, yeah, I think it's a given. You You want want to get up early. I I just took it a little more specific. Maybe I went overboard. On offense, I'm going to do similarly to what they did the first time. I'm going to try to isolate as much as I can Amari Cooper and get in the football. 265 yards first time around. Uh, The same same defensive backs are going to be in this game that were in the game the last time. Um, So, because of that, You've got, it, it's not like you hit a home run and a double off this pitcher. You went four for four with four home runs off this pitcher. Don't change a thing. Just keep your approach the same. Amari Cooper has got to be offensive weapon number one. I'm also looking, and you said this yesterday, and I thought it was brilliant. What If they decide that they're going to spend more time and attention on Amari Cooper, which why wouldn't they? I'm, I'm assuming in their lab, that's what they're drawing up. My plan 1A is a heavy, heavy dose of David Njoku. Those are the two pass catchers that have really developed a chemistry with Joe Flacco. So I'm also looking for uh, a lot of throws towards Njoku. Maybe even the most targets he's received in the game this year. Because I do think that the Texans are going to make it priority one to not let Amari Cooper dance all over them. Uh, It's funny. I, I don't really think they're going to try to run it much because with Flacco, they haven't needed to. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe they are really trying to put together a package of run so they're two-dimensional, but they didn't need to be two-dimensional when they beat them the first time. So I would expect a lot of passing. Amari and Njoku are going to be the targeted guys. On defense, I really thought about this, and I'm kind of in a spot. I don't know if you want to send extra rushers or if you want to just play it straight, let the covers try to lead to coverage sacks. Because if we can call that split up for Stroud's numbers between pressure and clean pockets, you had mentioned yesterday that Cleve well, T.A. Was the first man coverage. He, he, uh, no, specifically, and he's not good against man coverage. We know that. But the, the, the line I'm trying to draw here when I'm trying to figure out how to stop Stroud, clearly i mean i know that Cleve ta had some different numbers than what we're showing but when we look at these numbers i think he does just fine against pressure
0: well his pff grade is the is the thing of course it's the sixth biggest differential
1: okay now perhaps the reason for that is because his pff grade in clean pockets is so damn high ridiculous yeah it's unbelievably high i would like to see where his pff grade ranks amongst all quarterbacks not differential the differential is explained because his PFF grade in clean pockets is absurdly high. Mm-hmm. So, if you're Jim Schwartz, the last thing you want to do is let him stand back there and pick you apart with clean pockets because you can't win if your opposing quarterback's PFF grade is 92.4. You're likely going to lose that game. On the flip side, he has usually you think you pressure young quarterbacks, you pressure them into turnovers. That has not been the case with this guy. His M.O. this year is a lot of uh, touchdowns to very few turnovers. In fact, um, and I looked into it, it was slightly wrong the way Chris Rose presented it. I want to clean it up right now because when he said it, I I said that has to be wrong. Chris was on earlier this week and said he's the third quarterback joining just Joe Montana and Tom Brady to, to do the following. Lead the league in passing yards per game. And also lead the league in touchdown-to-interception ratio. It is correct, but he he leads in passing yards, not total. He leads in passing yards per game among qualified quarterbacks. There are three quarterbacks who have had a better uh, passing yards per game among them, and at the top of that list is Joe Flacco. So it's a real quandary, guys, how you attack C.J. Stroud. He's been tremendous with a with a uh, clean pocket and he's been in my view above average with pressure so blitz at your own risk but I do think I would tend to lean more on the side of bringing pressure just because he's a young quarterback and this is a playoff game
4: yeah I'll take that risk I'm I'm bringing pressure I'm down on pressure on the defensive side I trust the corners to go man coverage on the outside they've done it all year
1: is that going to be your rule or you're going to do it here and there
4: Strategically, uh, f- quite a bit. I okay. would do quite a bit. Okay. The, the Texans, to me, I, they don't have dynamic. I mean, Nico Collins is a, is a fine receiver, but we're not talking elite t- style playmakers no. on the outside. Mm-hmm. And Tank Dell, we talked about the first time. Tank Dell's a huge loss for them. So so I, I think that they're, the Browns are fine playing the way that they've played much of the year. Denzel, you've got this side of the field. Martin, you've got that side of the field. Let's go. Yeah. And, and cut Miles loose. Gee, I tend to agree with you. You said something earlier in the week about. Miles got away from a little bit of the basketball stuff and a little mm-hmm. bit of the, like, sending him in motion. Playing it more straight. And I think that they probably <clears throat> were giving away a little bit too much and yeah. and for in instances that they don't need it. I think they're going to turn Miles loose here and say, go be you, big dog. Just go go eat
3: and go do what you want to do. Dribble between your legs. Yeah. Whatever you want to do.
4: Shoot some threes, dunk on them. Yeah. Whatever <laughs> you want to do, big guy.
3: You're going to see that playoff Miles Garrett. What about, uh, what gear about
4: offensively? You know, we we talked about earlier in the year bef- before Flacco was like jumbo style, heavy sets, screen passes, deep shots on third down. You can loosen that up a little bit more now okay. because of of what Joe, the propensity of what Joe's shown. Remember, the first play of the game against Houston, the first time, was a deep shot down the field to yeah. Amari. I with you, I think all week long, Houston's defensive team has had number two circled in the in the film room of you can't let that happen again. Right. This to me feels like a David and find a soft spot in the zone. And destroy them. I agree. And and so I think it could be a big Njoku game. I don't think Amari is going to have a monster game just because I think Houston's going to pay so much attention to him. Play action I think is going to be huge on this. We've talked about it all year. Joe's so good at it. Kevin loves running it. I I, I think that they will run it but they're not going to set up. They're not going to run it first. I think they're going to throw it to set up
3: the run. It's what they do all the time. Jason you bring up a brilliant point. Uh, Jake Burns had an article out <laughs> I encourage you to go read it on, on the Brown Report and he talked about you know, in in the 12th week, 12 through 17, when Joe Flacco got it aboard, they're now running play action or pass 65% of the time on first down. And one of the reasons that the Browns offense has been so good is because they're just running. They're going against tendency. Like, you know, they're running it. They can run play action any down. And before it was just, hey, let's just manage it. Just try to run screens. Like you said, now they're mixing it up
1: completely where, where you've got guys ready you to know, go. You know, my hope to that is because it's been such a trend, my hope to that is that Houston's defense didn't literally say no more biting on, on the play guys, fake.
0: we got Tim, so let me get in here yeah. on, my, on my game plan. There's one word that sums up the game plan on both sides of the ball, and that's aggressive. I... I Forget this nonsense about shutting down Amari Cooper. If they could shut him down, they would have shut him down the first time. What? They didn't know the first game that he was the by far the best weapon on the Browns? But Bo, yeah, but a when a dude cooks you for
4: 265. And,
0: and, yeah, right,
1: and there have been a lot of instances where the second game around, the team tried to go back to the well, and it wasn't there. Do we
0: know that, or we just like, we think we know that? No, I because don't know.
1: the divisional play. I've seen it with my own eyes. I'm sure you I, have I to I hear do. you,
0: but like, if it was that easy to shut a great receiver down, then it, it that it wouldn't they wouldn't be blowing up as much as they do I I'm going for Amari Cooper deep on the first play of the game again I'm saying you guys can't stop anything you can't stop our pe- yes I'm gonna pepper Njoku a lot with the ball also but I'm, t- I'm not letting them take away Amari Cooper there's no way and Joe well, Flacco won't let to that your happen
4: point I mean Flacco didn't care he's thrown in a he's double coverage it. before yeah Amari so. Cooper's
0: and gonna make I'm gonna trust and- Amari Cooper against a double team to make a play I don't care and we'll defensively no way I'm letting CJ Stroud get comfortable first of all Listen, the kid's phenomenal. He had a great year, but let's not be phonies about it. He took advantage of a garbage schedule. He played one of the weakest schedules in the history of the NFL. Do we know division. that? Oh yes, we do. Wait, it's been rated one of the weakest well, in the history I, of the league. It was the it was the easiest schedule this year in the league. Was it? Yes, yeah, that, that it was thirty second. Yeah. It was, yes. Oh, I haven't seen that. Mike, okay. you have that confirmed? That's an that's
1: an interesting stat. In I have not the, seen that.
2: In terms of the past defenses he played, it no, was no, no. I'm talking numbers.
1: about. Because they do rate schedules, you're yeah. right. Uh, but I have not seen that. If that's the case, we I, I, please find that
0: out. He, I have not seen that they, they played fa- the 32nd best schedule. They, uh, against past defenses, I don't know for sure if it's... No, I would talk about schedule. Opponents record. Yeah. But he he faced three good defenses, three good pass defenses, and he didn't play great in any of those games. I know one of them was his first game, I don't care. The Browns, forget this nonsense, sitting back i obviously this changes a little if Denzel Ward didn't play, but if Denzel Ward's in there, I, Denzel, Nico Collins doesn't catch a, 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 a single ball. We shove him. I'm, I'm, the, I'm the assistant coach from the Remember the Titans. Remember the it white sounds dude. Like a hope, but not the a white plan. dude. The white coach who finally came around. He's like, I'm finally coming around. We don't let them get another yard. You hit them all night, and that's what you're gonna do, Denzel Ward, Nico Collins done here i don't want nothing the rest of their wide receivers they're just sla- slappy joes i don't care about them we shut them down and and you i, I want jok blitzing. i want my safeties <laughs> blitzing. i am going to s- knock cj Stroud on his ass they don't have a good offensive line he gotta get they gotta sack him five, six, seven times. You know what? Kick his ass That's and a, make him
3: uncomfortable.
0: It's a blow up. Let's, let's go! go. See not now five, here's the problem. Let's get it not going. Six, to me, that
3: sounds that sounds
1: a lot like hope and hope's not a plan. <laughs> I a hope hole. all that stuff
2: happens. We could ask someone who's played whether let's hope talk, is Tim. a plan or not. Let's, know, let's, Tim. let's welcome in our Hall of Famer in one sec, but a quick reminder that tomorrow. WKYC has a full (laughs) slate of pregame coverage for you. It starts at 2.30 with the pregame huddle. NBC's Football Night in America is at 3. The game kicks off at 4.30. We'll have two UCSS videos in the morning for you guys on the Uh YouTube channel. Jason will be texting with members, so if you're not a member, become a member. And with that... Let's welcome in the newest College Football Hall of Famer, Tim Couch, RQB1. Congratulations. Tim, yes, Tim. Yeah, yeah, buddy.
6: <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. I appreciate it, man. It's a unbelievable honor to be in the College Football Hall of Fame, obviously going in with a, an incredible group of players, you know, with Randy Moss and Larry Fitzgerald and Julius Peppers and Warwick Dunn. And just completely honored to have my name mentioned with those guys and just blown away by it, honestly.
0: If only you had those two receivers to throw to when you were playing for the Browns. Huh? And that. Man.
6: Yeah, yeah, man. I had, some, I had some great players at Kentucky. Craig Yeast was my uh, my main receiver. He, uh, when he graduated, he was a leading receiver in the history of the SEC. Ended up getting drafted by the Cincinnati Bengals uh, that year. I tried to get Cleveland to pick him. Uh, they said he was a little bit too small, but the guy, the guy was a, a great football player. The running back was Anthony White, who was a, a great dual threat back. Uh, you know he, We could line him up at wide receiver. He was great uh, running routes and catching passes and that type of offense. So I uh, had, had some great players around me, a great coaching staff And Hal Mummy. Mike Leach was my offensive coordinator. So uh, just uh, just truly grateful and honored uh, to be going in and thankful for those teammates and coaches that I had an opportunity to play with.
1: Yeah, well said. Very well said. How do you look at this game, Tim?
6: Yeah, I think you guys are all over it. Uh, you know, I think um, I love the matchup. I really do. I think Cleveland really matches up with these guys. Obviously, they put it on them uh, pretty heavily a few weeks ago, and that was without C.J. Stroud, and it's going to be a little different, but... You know, I think you still have the same type of mentality. You you get up in these receivers' faces. I think our DBs can lock these guys down. You put pressure on C.J. Stroud. You switch up the looks uh, quite a bit on him. You don't just line up in man coverage. You you show him man, play zone, uh, show blitzes, drop into zone coverages, those kind of things, confuse a rookie quarterback. This is his first start in the playoffs, you know, and, that, and that's a big deal. He had a great season, not taking anything away from him, but this is a completely different animal Uh going to the playoffs. The intensity picks up. Uh, the decision-making, every, every every throw, every possession, every play is so critical in these playoff games, and it's up to the Browns to create some turnovers. Confuse C.J. Stroud, never let him get comfortable in this game. Get the hits on him, confuse, uh, switch up the, uh, the coverages and the blitzes, and, and just keep him guessing the entire game.
0: Tim, to your point, I mean, rookie quarterbacks making their first NFL playoff start against quarterbacks that are not rookies have win less than a third of the time there's a reason for that right? right I mean there's a new level of pressure isn't there
6: yeah absolutely you know you're talking about a guy like Flacco who's probably I don't know what the number is he's probably started 15 or 20 playoff games 15. in his career he's it. obviously it's 15 okay yeah he's he's won a Super Bowl um I mean the guy's been through it so uh th- this will not phase Joe Flacco whatsoever this is just another game to him He he understands that there's a lot of emotions going into these type of games and I think you know, the biggest thing, I, you know, that you take into a game like this is w- once the emotions settle down and the game starts, you're just playing football. And it's about the little things. It's about execution. It's about technique. It's about the things that got you there. And the emotions really don't play into it. Uh, so, you, you know, a lot of the younger guys, it takes them a while to, to figure that out. But Joe's an experienced guy. Who's been in this league a long time? Been in this situation many times over. So he's going to feel comfortable. This defense is going to feel really comfortable. Uh, you know they're going to do their thing. They're going to play man coverage. They're going to get after the quarterback. And uh, hopefully Joe and, and Amari can have another game like they had uh, a few weeks ago against this team.
3: Tim, how, you know how? And you know when you talk about the offense and you, you're a quarterback, you know how? Uh, you know how does it help you when you are breaking tendencies? A lot of what the Browns have done. Uh, With Joe Flacco has been about breaking tendencies on first down play action and different things like that. And it just seems like when you you can break tendencies, things start to open up a little bit because the defense is guessing a little bit. Can you you speak to that?
6: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You know, I think, um, you know, guys spend so much time in the film room in preparation for these games. And trying to get an understanding and a feel for what you're doing, and you show them one thing and, and make them think that that you're giving them exactly what they want to see, and you do something different off of it, and they're just not prepared for it, you know. So, uh, you know, wrinkles off of uh, you know certain formations, and that you have a heavy tendency and run or pass, and just switching those up can get to can it can really lead to some easy completions and some big throws and some and some chain movers, some first downs, uh, those type of things. So, it's very critical to to self evaluate throughout the season of where you know we're really heavy in this uh, in this. In this formation with the run or the pass or the play action and to really switch things up and have some little little wrinkles off of that you know some bootlegs some reverses some you know some whatever it is you know some shots down the field and it it keeps the defense guessing and never and it makes them question themselves of all the film study and preparation they've done all week of preparing for you and your formations and your shifts and motions and personnel groupings it just keeps them on their heels a little bit.
4: Tim, you mentioned Amari, and we were talking earlier about, obviously he had a huge game against Houston the first time around and expect the defense to pay close attention to him. Joe throws it in double coverage. He's thrown it in triple coverage. As a quarterback, what makes a good throw in a double coverage? When is a good time to do it, and when is not?
6: Well, you know, I think it's all about, you know, it's situational, you know, it depends on, you know, where you're at in the game, do you need to take a chance, what's the score, you know, a lot of things factor into it. And then, you know, it's it's uh, you know, each quarterback's a little different. You know, you got guys like, you know, Mahomes or, you know, a Flacco or somebody who has a huge arm who who can fit throws into a tighter spaces than a lot of other quarterbacks can. So Joe's going to try things that other quarterbacks wouldn't attempt. Um, you know, he he knows his game. He's he's been in this league a very long time. He knows the throws he can get away with and the ones he can't. And it's all about anticipation. You know, if you're going to throw a ball into tight coverage where there's a, you know, it's double coverage, and but you can still fit it in there. It has to be, you know, you have to throw the ball with anticipation on time with accuracy, and the ball has to be in a, in a great location. Those type of things. And Joe knows all those things. He's done it forever. Uh, so, so it's, um, you know, it's, uh, you know, every quarterback's a little different. Everybody, each person is going to take some more chances than the, than the next guy. But uh, you know, Joe knows his game. He's going to go out and do what he's been doing his whole career.
0: Tim, the uh, Browns, since Joe Flacco has taken over, have been extremely pass heavy. Uh, they went from being a team that ran the ball 23rd or, or, or eighth most, I think it was, on first down, to being the team that throws the ball most often on first down. They were more balanced against the Jets, but overall, they've been lopsided passing. Should they stick with that because that's what's worked, or do they have to be more balanced to win in the playoffs?
6: Yeah, yeah, I think that's a good question. I, you know, I I would say you stick with what you've been doing. You know, it's been, you, they've been so successful in creating big plays in, in this offense in the passing game, and you know, Joe Joe's you know first down for a quarterback is is awesome to throw the ball on. Quarterbacks really love throwing the ball on first down because you're not getting. Those exotic blitzes and those those disguised coverages, normally you're getting a single high safety. You're getting a lot of one-on-one matchups on the outside. You know, teams bring that extra player down in the box to defend against the run. So it really opens things up on the outside. For the quarterback, it paints a really clear picture for him. Uh, so I would I would anticipate the Browns continue to just do what they've been doing. Joe's been on a hot streak. The last several weeks of putting, uh, you know, throwing for over, you know, 300 yards in all those games. Amari's um, been hot. You know, I think they continue to do the same thing. You know, you got to mix in the run, but I think you kind of, you know, use the pass to open up the run in this situation where you come out and you take shots at them early and soften that defense up. And then on first down, where they say, well, these guys are taking shots on first down, they're playing two high safeties, then you can sneak in some runs and you get your four or five, six yard gains on first down and you stay ahead of the chains that way. So I, I anticipate the Browns just continue to do what they've been doing.
1: Tim, Houston has tape from the last game. Mm-hmm. They've looked at it, and number two jumps out of the film all over the place. So they've been looking at this for the last week, trying to devise a game plan to stop him. During your career, and I, I don't want to use divisional opponents because you're so familiar with divisional opponents, but the second time you play a team in a season, and that might happen only if you're in the playoffs or a divisional opponent, what are some things that Houston will try to do defensively to make sure that Amari doesn't set another record on them?
6: Yeah, well, they're just going to, uh, you know, really get get the double, get the safety cheated over to his side, you know, double teaming Amari, making someone else beat him. You know, I expect David Njoku to have a huge game this week you know i think he's going to be a big target because they're not going to sit back and let amari cooper get 265 yards or whatever he had in the last game they're just you know this is the nfl they're going to take it away if no matter if they put three guys over there they're not going to let amari do that again you know i still expect amari to come out and have a good game not not obviously to that level but i think he'll, he'll get his touches he'll get his catches um but but they're going to try and take him away you know they're going to roll coverage to his side uh, you know, like I said, they're going to keep an eye on him and uh, not let him get behind the secondary like he did so many times in that in that first game. So other guys are going to have to step up. You know, you, the, if they're going to play deep over top of Mari, then the underneath routes or the crossing routes, the underneath routes, tight end, like I said, Najoku will be wide open in this game. He's going to get a lot of touches, a lot of looks. So, you know, just the other guys have to step up and uh, and pick up the slack. If they're going to try and take, that, take away that one guy, then that's opening up opportunities all over the field for other guys. Got, Got the, the Browns other, winning, Tim? Yeah, you know, I, I really feel good about this game. I do. I, I love the matchup. I You know, I, like I said earlier, I think our DBs against their wide receivers, I think, is is a huge advantage for us. You know, I think we can lock up, get in their face, uh, man-to-man coverage, you know, make it tough, you know, disrupt the timing of the offense, make it tough for those wide receivers to get off the line of scrimmage, make C.J. Stroud hold the ball an extra beat so Miles Garrett and, and those guys, Darius Smith, can get home and get pressure on the quarterback. So I, I think ultimately the Browns win this game. Joe continues to play uh as as he's played the, the last several weeks and uh, you know i think the browns get a huge uh, playoff victory on the road
1: it'd be nice let's get on to baltimore if that's, that's what sure. happens
6: tim, yeah thanks absolutely we'll,
1: we'll talk next week Thank Hopefully you guys. we're talking about a matchup
6: that'd be great sounds good all right go browns hall of fame right, see you guys tim couch right. it's
1: got a ring to it that's got a nice it's it. it. got a nice ring to it yeah. All right, McNuggets,
2: what do we have? We got six stats this week, and our six-pack of stats is brought to us by FanDuel. The NFL regular season may be over, but playoffs are gearing up, and that means there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed just by placing a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is simple to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, including... Live same-game parlays. You can find bets in the new Explorer tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, which is the best way to find popular parlays and so much more. So make sure you visit FanDuel.com UCSS to make your first bet a layup.
1: FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. We have Quickly, Jonathan before you dive Welles into those, because we kind of left it hanging. Um, I don't know if there is an official number that uh, the NFL doesn't do a strength of schedule um team rankings does that's the one that i've typically used
0: what do they got they
1: have houston at 30th 30 not
0: 32. yeah not 32. and what's that based on which
1: which, by the way makes sense well there's a it's a too complicated formula to go into it's based on this is the most up-to-date one this was like now that we have all the data from the regular season so this was not like looking at the season before it started and what the schedules might be yeah this was all the aggregate data all right 30 not
0: 32 and by
1: the way that kind of makes sense if you think about it like Obviously, they have the Browns next year as the number one most difficult schedule in the NFL. Why? Well, they play in the best division. Number two is Cincinnati. Number three is Pittsburgh. So when you look at worst strength of schedule for the season, you would expect that those teams would be from the worst division. And I don't think the AFC South was the worst division. I mean, one. the, the no, NFC South was worse. And by the way, Atlanta, New Orleans are 32-31. they were also playing a
0: fourth-place schedule from last year. That's correct. Yeah. That's
1: correct. Okay. We have Jonathan Wells in 15
2: minutes, so we've got six stats. We're going to fly through these pretty quickly. But first we got to start with the playoff Joe Flacco numbers. We've talked about him all week, but just to hammer home and emphasize how impressive he's been in his playoff career. He's 10-5 and five overall in the playoffs. He has five wins in the wild card round. That's the most ever. He's 6-0 and in his first playoff game. He's never gone one and done in the playoffs. He has seven road playoff wins tied with Tom Brady for the most ever. If he beats Houston this week, it will be Mr. Flacco at number one. Tom Brady moves to number two. And here's my favorite Joe Flacco playoff start. Between tomorrow and his last playoff start, there will be a 3,290-day break between his last playoff start and tomorrow. Jeez. That is the second longest in NFL history, Who is only long? behind Drew Bledsoe, 4,382 days oh, wow. from 1987 to 1999. His last playoff start for Mr. Flacco was January tenth, 2015. What's
1: that? Bledsoe, 87
4: to 99. Not, has to be that doesn't make sense. Maybe yeah, I no, think.
1: it wasn't that long was Bledsoe. In 87, Bledsoe
4: wasn't even in the league in 87.
1: No. Maybe
0: I'll I'll double check that. I know it's the second
2: last, second long.
0: 97. Yeah, it had to be 97. It's a good stat. You screwed that part up. It's a little weird (laughs) that you're calling him Mr. Flacco. (laughs) Mr. Flacco. He's earned my respect. I know. The utmost respect. Have you guys seen the Tim
1: Misney billboard? Yes.
2: Yes.
1: (laughs) We did a story on it yesterday at 5 o'clock on Channel 3. He had a sweatshirt that he had made. It's one of one. It said Flacco fans since 2023. I (laughs) thought it was great. Mr. Really, Flacco. really well done.
2: Mr. Flacco. Okay, second. Let's start with the highs and lows of Joe, though, in this offense. So since he's taken over for the Browns, the Browns are averaging 5.8 yards per play. Now, before that, they were averaging 5.1 with Deshaun Watson, 4.2 with PJ, and 3.5 wow. with DTR. Yeah. So their play, we talked about it, looks more explosive. They've been more efficient. In the most simplest term, they average almost an entire yard more per play with Flacco than they have with any quarterback previously. But here's the stat with Flacco. That translates to this game specifically tomorrow. On the season, Cleveland finished the year with the 29th third down offense in football. They only converted 31.6 of their third down conversions. Now with Flacco, you would think they'd be better, but they were only slightly better, 33.8%. That would have ranked 28th. So one spot better with Flacco than they were in totality with Flacco, Deshaun, PJ, DTR, and that includes Jeff Driscoll. Houston, on the other hand, has the fifth-ranked third-down defense. They only allow conversions on 35.7% of third downs. When they matched up in the first matchup, despite the fact that Cleveland destroyed Houston, they're only 6-for-6 on third down. They did go for it on a couple fourth downs because, obviously, Dustin Hopkins and Corey Bjorquez got hurt, but how the Browns do on third down, which has not been great this season against how Houston defends third down, another key matchup to watch come Saturday. I think the
1: thing that jumps out to me at that is I'm surprised how low that percentage is with Joe Flacco. Yeah. Now, maybe the sample size is small because I can think of a lot of drives where they never got to third down. So maybe they had fewer third down opportunities, but still their conversion rate is much lower than I would have expected. That was a surprise. Now too.
4: Yeah.
1: Okay.
2: Moving on to CJ Stroud. Some of these we have talked about, but once again, just want to reemphasize. So, The difference between Stroud and Case Keenum, and this is why we can talk about anything we want, but the difference in that Week 16 matchup first tomorrow is night and day. With Stroud, the Texans averaged 5.6 yards per play, just .2 yards lower than what Flacco averaged. In 155 plays without Stroud this year, they averaged 3.9. That was dead last in the NFL. So almost two yards different per play when Stroud's under center versus Case Keenum, Davis Mills, anyone else. This season, Stroud, since the Super Bowl era, Averaged 8.2 yards per attempt. That's the third highest for any rookie. The only two higher, Ben Roethlisberger and Deshaun Watson. Shout out to Sean. On the flip side, he had a 1% interception rate, the second lowest of any rookie in the quarterback era. So he pushes the ball downfield, doesn't turn the ball over. Beyond impressive what he's done. On the flip side, here's where it helps the Browns. We've talked about this a little bit. According to ESPN's QBR against zone coverage this year, number one rated quarterback in terms of QBR against zone coverage, 73.9. However... He's only 27th against man coverage. That drops down to 38.8. And the Browns, as we know, run cover one, man one, whatever you want to call it, 39% of the time, which is the third most in the NFL. Denzel Ward's their best man cover corner. We'll see if he plays. It's trending in the right direction. And as Bull mentioned earlier, this is from Cleve T.A., who if you don't follow Cleve T.A. on Twitter, you should. Guy's a genius. But first-time playoff quarterbacks versus non-first-time playoff quarterbacks since uh, 2002 are 17-36 and straight up. Stroud's weaknesses is when he gets pressured. He goes from being one of the best quarterbacks in football to not one of the best in terms of being pressured by PFF grades. It's the sixth
0: biggest drop-off from any quarterback. Mike, so get Jay pressured. Ask, yeah, was I was going to ask, ask him, question, him, can you dive into that? Yeah, where does he yes. actually rank? Not not in the biggest drop-off, yeah, because, because Jay made a good point. He's got a high bar that he's starting at.
1: Yeah, so yeah. where is where does he fit in on yeah. his under-pressure QB? So.
2: In the clean pocket grade, he is the third-rated PFF quarterback. In I would terms expect of that, but
1: where is he in the, in the, in the pressure?
2: He's 23rd, so it right, drops okay. off. It's, it's not, not a giant drop-off, yeah, but, but, it's the good, spot but it's not good, but I mean, it's no, not 32nd. No, no, like no.
1: When you say sixth biggest differential, um, when you set a high bar for yourself in one category, you would expect there to be a huge gap. In your
0: floor. My
2: point
1: is, if you're asking
2: if I can place the third quarterback or the 23rd, give me the 23rd all day. Oh, so, yeah, listen, you definitely want to get. Without pressure where is Flacco DJ. in
0: those rankings? Do we know? Uh, he actually doesn't qualify.
2: Hasn't thrown enough
3: passes.
0: Doesn't to have enough in throws. The, in the total. Oh.
2: But I can tell you his PFF grade, under pressure versus not, if that, you want. I guess, yeah. Give me one sec to pull it up. He's still 12
3: years old. I, I'm not going to keep talking about somebody. Who's He's got a library card, him. doesn't he? Just this got is, it. This is crazy. I know CJ Stroud shave? is good. But good gracious, we got to go through his stat book like. Yeah. He, he, like, I'm with Bull. Who have you played? Like I'm just I'm, I didn't even know it. I'm just By the figuring way, it out.
0: Jay right? mentioned they had the 30th strength of, stre- strength of schedule. right? But C.J. Stroud didn't play against the Browns, which is one of the best teams they played.
1: Yeah, but Facts. I don't know how that factors. I mean, you, there's still 21 other players that played against the Browns. No, but
0: my point is it was, I said it was the wor- he played the worst schedule. Well, you're saying it's 30th so there's two teams that are worse. Yeah. However, he missed one of the best teams they played. Yeah. So yeah, no, he know. personally, I'm saying. Yeah. I, probably, and I think the reason I jumped at what you said was you said it was the worst
1: schedule in NFL history. Well, I was, that was, so I was hyperbole. like, man, I haven't that, seen that one. That was, one. Uh, that, was, I was, that was Vinny. You yes, put the yes, hat on yes, Vinny yes, and yeah. you're going to get some of that. Out. What super- do you what
2: Flacco's, want? Flacco's grades, by the way, he has a 73.4 PFF grade in a clean pocket. A sixty eight point four grade under pressure. So not much so of a, a drop You know
1: what that is? Off. That's the mark of a veteran.
2: Yeah.
4: Against
1: yeah. the mark of a rookie. Right. You would expect those numbers to have a huge gap for rookies. You would expect a veteran who's seen all of this for that the numbers are very, very close. Joe might have the smallest
0: disparity Probably. between his ceiling. I was and gonna four. say
2: I can't remember one being. I can't that either. Gross. I mean so, that's
0: almost identical. That's yeah. sixty eight grade under pressure, I bet you is top ten. Right, Mike? Oh, it has yeah, to be.
2: Yeah, n- well, once again, he's not qualified among but, the, right. the guys, but if you look at the grade, it would be up. I'm not, I can't count in my head and do that, but it's, it's near the top. Yeah, it's definitely okay. near the top. Yeah. All right, moving on. Number four. This was the one that came as a super chat on Monday that I wanted to save for today. So shout out to Dominic for sending the super chat in. I but, you said that. Guys, Kevin Stefanski's 10 and 0 against the AFC South in his career. He swept the division in 2020, he swept the division in 2023. He's 4 and 0 against the Texans, and he's played them every year. In his career as a head coach. That's fun. He played in 2020, 2021, 2022, and 2023. He's 2 and 0 at NRG Stadium, where the game will be played tomorrow. The aggregate score you add all four scores combined 104 to 64. The average margin of victory 10 points. Only one of them was even remotely close. And that aggregate score looks way better. Because the Browns put their uh, took their foot off the gas, it was thirty six seven. They let yeah. Houston score That's two nothing. garbage time if touchdowns. You take the, his but he's games, ten and zero and four and zero against the and, Texans. And
1: if you take his games against the AFC South out of his career record, he's probably under five
0: hundred. Yeah, I don't seven, think he's, he's yet over, over. 10, ten games over five hundred. No, thirty seven and thirty. Wait, the wow. aggregate score? That doesn't make any sense. You
2: combine all four scores.
0: Oh, just yeah, against the aggregate. Texans. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to say... Just in games. In the yeah. four games. Four games versus uh, My bad. Uh, I would say, listen, just like I'm downplaying CJ's statistics a little bit because of who he's played against, I think that those stats to me aren't as impressive as they sound because until this year, the AFC South has been trash. Horrible. Yes. Yeah. And the Texans have been trashed since Kevin Stefanski. has been in the league, except for I think uh, his first season, Deshaun Watson, was still in Houston. But they were bad in that year, even though he played well they were a bad team so uh, to me those stats don't mean much maybe the one argument I don't know what you guys think is you could say there's something to be said for the fact that many of these Texans players have never beaten the Browns yeah, a perhaps. guys. Yeah, I, it's I odd to me
1: be. that they've played four straight years. That almost never I'm happens. I'm trying to wrap my head around that. I can't that. remember the it, last it's time that's happened. Five games against a non-divisional
4: opponent
0: in four years. That's insane. Yeah, that's well, crazy. It's just an oddity. They've both been really bad, so maybe outside of 2020. In mean, 2020,
1: the Browns made the playoffs. They played them the next year. The, the, I think the one thing – I agree with you 100%, yeah. Bull. Someone once said wisely to me, uh, when you show trends that go back more than four years – they're completely meaningless because history isn't playing Saturday. And so, right. you know, I mean, even the Browns' history against the Steelers, when they show that, yeah, yeah but it, it doesn't really matter. When you go past no. two or three or four years, yeah. none of those guys are still around. No. None of the coaches
0: are still around. I mean, this it's, is a way better Texans team than any team they've played in the last four years. So. I would definitely with agree with out. that.
1: All right, two
2: more, guys, real quick. We talked about Amari Cooper. We talked about his heroic performance against the Texans the first time. We know he had 265 yards. That's the most any receiver had in the NFL this season. His 94.9 PFF grade that game was the highest they gave to any receiver. But here's, here's my favorite one. EPA, it's a, it's a simple analytic to show how much you added over expected to a game. He had a 23.2 EPA that game. No other player in the NFL, offense, defense, quarterback, kicker, any player in the NFL had an EPA Single game over 20 this season. He was three and a half points better in terms of EPA than any other player in the NFL wow. had in any single game this season. Number two was DJ Moore, who had a 19.9 against Washington. He had three touchdowns, 230 yards in that game. Yeah. That was a 19.9. No other player clips 20. Amari had a 23.2 EPA True. against Houston. Yeah. That's
0: that's another Moore, reason why and, just, you,
1: can't, you cannot yeah. expect him to approach that. Uh, no, I don't think
0: anybody is. But I think it's interesting that... He caught passes against eight different DBs. It was like they tried everything. Tried everyone. <laughs> they were. You get out there and yeah. try it. <laughs> I, can't, I can't stop I, I them know I didn't even know teams had eight active DBs on the well, roster. It's got to be all they have.
2: One was a line. Uh, yeah. I mean, they,
0: he, he was unbelievable. Crazy, yeah. Unbelievable.
2: And last one. We talked about the kicker concerns earlier. We talked about Riley Patterson filling in. Well, we went through his numbers. And just to make you all feel a little bit better, if this does, in his career he's played Houston twice, four for four. 3 for 3 on extra points. Career in domes, which is where this game is being played, 39 for 40, 25 at 26 on extra ah, points. Good. And in the playoffs, also two games, he's 4 for 4 3 of 3. So that's he's not Dustin Hopkins. Impressive. However, if that's the guy we have to rely on to replace our all-pro caliber kicker? I mean, look at this. It could be worse. That's all I'm I, saying. For me,
0: I feel Those like numbers if, are great. if the kick's 45 and under, I feel good he's going to make it anything more than 45 I'm not going to I'm not going to be confident. Anyth- That's the line. And to you mean.
3: should probably anything more than 45 you Let's should go be, for it. probably be an aggressive. Yeah. Well,
0: I'm sure one of the things that and they, they
1: do this every game, someone will chart his pregame kicks and report to Kevin Stefanski that beyond 45 yards he was 7 of 9.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh beyond 50 he was 4 of 5. Beyond 55 he was 2 of 5. Whatever they you know Someone will chart that, someone will hand it to Stefanski, and Stefanski will call plays during the game mm-hmm. yeah. based on that information. Can You know, should we punt here? Should we try a long field goal? And yeah. because it's a dome, it's just great kicking conditions. Sure. That That's great. Jason, we were having a conversation earlier this week where I wasn't aware that his numbers were as good as they were with Detroit. He missed two field goal tries. Mm. Uh, Bull was kind of theorizing that, and, and and there's some data to back it up that he was cut simply because he just didn't have a long leg. Mm-hmm. Um, he, do you have I any he, intel on he only, why
0: he was let go by Detroit? He only attempted four field goals over 39 yards this year.
1: Now Detroit that's, scores a lot of touchdowns. Yeah, a that's lot a of touchdowns. Really low number. Yeah, it is a low number. And he I, was three for four. And over, and perhaps, yeah. you know, look if if you know that information, that he just doesn't have the big leg, yeah. then they were punting or going for it in those situations. Right, right, right. I do know Detroit's aggressive, yeah. and they go for sure. it a lot. That was my first thought. And yeah, Dan yeah. Campbell probably more often than not just said, let's go. Joe, yeah. Let's go. That, yeah. I,
0: I, the bottom line is, I think for them, and they, they had another kicker there, and they, they said, hey, if we need a long field goal in the playoffs, we don't trust this guy to make it. Yeah, they I did it. bull said he yeah. read
1: they did an internal competition, and they were doing it for a number of weeks. And week after week after week, it was turning up not in his favor, yeah. you know, so they let him go. Yeah. Now, you, the last thing you want to be is, to, if you're Detroit, if our guy hits a big kick in a playoff game they, they, and they lose a game in the playoffs because be their kicker oh, yeah, missed, yeah, yeah. holy cow, that's, I, a, that's a Cleveland-type ending to I, a season. I know
0: you tell, all I know right now is if you tell me the Browns need a 48-yard field goal to win the game, if Dustin Hopkins is the kicker, I have zero concern. With this guy, I'm not sure. sure. I have concern. Yeah, okay. it's 50-50. Well, we'll see. That's how I feel about it.
4: It, hopefully it's one week. Hopefully Hopkins can be back next yeah. week this week being in the dome, and we'll and we'll see. But yeah, of course, you're going to be concerned. With is, the
0: isn't it concerning though, that they kind of ruled him out on Tuesday? Yes, yes, in terms of possibly next week. I, he uh, is kicking. yeah, i in tend, practice now. I tend
4: to think
1: I tend to think that
4: maybe there's a chance next
1: week, okay. Jimmy huge. said the same thing. Jimmy said that obviously, the chances improve just because of the time, but right, he yeah. said the same thing. He, th- he thought that if it does go another week, that he'll be out
4: there. I think I think Delpit and, and Hopkins. Both he said could the be same bad. for Delpit. Yeah,
0: he yeah said you're you're playing in a cold weather city next week, no matter what happens. Yeah. Yes. yes. There's no, the only warm weather or dome team that could still be in the playoffs with the Browns is Miami, and the Browns can't play Miami. Next
1: yeah, year. and when you're
0: talking cold, or Kansas, can play Miami, but Kansas it'll be here. the
1: Kansas City game this weekend uh someone on the weather channel and South i maybe 30. it's changed since but i saw on the weather channel oh wednesday God. 8
4: degrees wasn't it
1: and it, they said it has the potential to be the coldest nfl game ever wow now that's yeah, cold. that's that's I a mean, statement that is a statement they yeah. you know they said you know if you look at some of the data and the wind chill and everything else it could be it could end up being the coldest nfl game ever i heard negative 40 wind chill factors for areas
0: Today it's going to be crazy because you got that game and then the Pittsburgh at Buffalo game is supposed to be a blizzard. Yesterday, someone told me that there's a possibility that game gets no, played. Apparently, that really was I bogus. That true. was okay. Good. Cla- I, I texted right. you guys a, a tweet I saw from some sports talk host. Yeah. Someone told me
1: they oh, asked yeah. me, "Have Boy. you heard that that game's going to be played in Cleveland?" I said, "I have saw that tweet I, too. I,
0: we
3: had three people. I'll never forget in my life. We had three people. Who, my junior year, that was from Florida. They just quit. <laughs> like it was, we was going to the turf field, and it was like sleet and raining and snowing, and it was like maybe ten degrees. Like, quit the team. Just turn their scholarships in. <laughs> like, here, get take this back. I ain't I'm doing. I'm going it. to UCF. I, we tried to get them. Like, yo, bro, you got to talk to your people. They said, Nah, I, don't, I ain't talking to moms. I'm getting. I'm on to first flight back to Florida. Wow. Three people. That tops my. When I was. Cu- <laughs> I know we're gonna
4: have Jonathan on in a minute. I, I covered I covered Jonathan at State, he probably doesn't remember this. Yeah. I covered those teams in San Antonio Holmes with receivers from Florida. He said, Bro, I looked up in the dorm, I saw snow, I went back to bed. <laughs>
2: Well, speaking of our next guest, Jonathan Wells, we're going to bring him in one second. 1230, <laughs> as you guys know, we hop over from YouTube to WKYC for 30 minutes of never-seen-before content. Brand new, you can't find it anywhere but WKYC Channel 3 or the WKYC Plus app. looks like he's in Make the ninth grade Make sure you see there. it. Make mm, sure you tune without in. Without the beard. Mm. We'll be talking about all Browns-Texans preview, but I don't know if I've been as excited, guys, for this next guest as I am for Jonathan Wells joining us. There today. he is. I haven't seen Jonathan Texans
1: the legend. <laughs> Jay Wells, so this is a true story. This morning on our call, McNugget said, I don't know Jonathan Wells, but I got to tell you, I could feel his energy and electricity coming through my text. I said, Yeah, you're about to get introduced to it. He's high energy and he brings it. <laughs> what's, what's up? What's up, fellas?
0: How y'all doing, man?
7: I'm good, good to man. see you again, John. It's Jonathan great to and see I it. had
0: some legendary arguments on the bull and fox show back in the day we would about hugh jackson right <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, and, and I, I lost i lost that battle by the way <laughs> hey,
1: that's why we have them my here's my favorite memory of jonathan and jonathan you may remember this he came over to my house to watch an ohio state michigan game and when the game was over he said hey you want to go on facebook live with me and i said what the hell's that and he goes oh man I, i'll show you, i'll show you. you'll see you'll see you set up your phone and you go on Facebook and people yell at you. And I'm like, <laughs> that was literally the first time I had ever done anything streaming. So we put his yeah. phone up and within seconds, the comments were going, I couldn't even read them. They were going yeah. so fast. We couldn't see them. And Jonathan, and I sat there and we talked about the Ohio state Michigan game for about a half an hour on, on your Facebook yeah. live account.
3: And, and he doesn't, yeah. ever, and yeah. I still watch him. <laughs> he doesn't buy, he does it poolside now though yeah, yeah. No, he does. Oh, Jonathan's
1: quality of life has greatly improved yeah. <laughs> all right my man now hey. you texted me earlier this week when I asked you to come on Texans exclamation point exclamation point tell us why you think they're going to win
7: well first of all man y'all know I'm an honorary brown so salute to you guys man I'm, I'm glad everything is going well up there in Cleveland for y'all um I don't know, man. I just think this home field advantage and I think the C.J. Stroud kid is just special, man. You know, obviously he didn't play in the first game. I think that's going to make a huge difference. I think now that we're going to be used to seeing the speed from Amari Cooper, I think that game that we played him is actually going to work out in our favor. And you guys resting these guys last week. I think we're going to be able to steal this one from you guys. Wow. How do you see it playing out? Low scoring? Close? I think, I think it's going to be low scoring. I got, I got to give respect to the Browns' defense. They've been amazing all year long. Obviously, when you have Miles Garrett, anything can happen with that guy rushing off the edge. Um, so, you know, it's going to really just determine, you know, Coach Slowick, the offensive coordinator, how he moves the pocket. We definitely can't just depend on CJ sitting back there. We got to continuously move the pocket, uh, be creative with our play, call it like we have been. And, uh, you know, I think we can hit some plays down the field if, uh, once we get some time back there. You know, Jonathan, you, I'm going to tell you what. You've been high on C.J. Stroud dating
3: back mm-hmm. all the way to Ohio State games. I remember the first time uh, I remember catching you live, and they lost to Oregon. And I remember you reading these guys, the riot act, talking about, listen, d- listen, he's he a young dude. we going to ride with him. He's going to get better. And then you see what he put together going through Ohio State and now with the Texans. What did you – obviously, you know, you've probably spoken to him. What did you see – in him way back then that made you so high on him? Because a lot of people didn't see
7: this coming in the pros. A lot of people didn't see that. Well, nobody saw it coming in the pros. Well, here's what I saw. The kid has always been crazy accurate. He's always been able to make any single throw from anywhere on the football field, dating back from the first time we saw him at Ohio State. So I knew just give him a little bit of time to work with Ryan Day, with the staff, and he would, he would be a great player. They're talking about the Oregon loss. I'm like, dude, he almost threw for 500 yards. What do you want him to do? Y'all looking at the wrong thing. The defense is the problem. C.J. Stroud has never been the problem. When we lost to Michigan, C.J. Stroud was not the problem. Like it was the defense yet again. So people just didn't see it. But after I was really, really convinced after that Georgia game when I saw what he was able to do against the SEC defense, I came on on radio here the next day at the game in Cleveland. I'm sorry, in Houston, and said C.J. Stroud is the guy for
0: the Houston Texans. And I've been standing on it ever since. Wow. Jonathan, I'm curious. Uh, Nico Collins, his first two years in the league, he was fine. He was okay. But yeah, he didn't put put up any numbers. But this year, obviously, and especially, you know, and he, he's been, Tank Dell was great before he got hurt. But Kyle, he's been fantastic. Is it just that he has C.J. Stroud, or has his game as an individual gotten a lot better this year, too?
7: I love Nico. Nico's been here. This is his third year. Nico, is a, he works extremely hard. Uh, I know that he's getting a lot of tutelage from my guy, Andre Johnson, as well. And I just think it was it was his time. Obviously, having a quarterback like C.J. Stroud has elevated this whole franchise. I mean, everybody is playing out of their mind. The first month of the season, we were down three to four offensive linemen. We were taking guys off the streets, just throwing them in there, and the kid continued to get better. But Nico has stepped his game up. Noah Brown has stepped his game up. All of this is because of CJ Stroud. Make no doubt about it. This kid has ignited this franchise with positive energy, and it's just flowing throughout the building and throughout the team. Go ahead. ahead.
4: Are fans even excited about this game in Houston? We were talking before the show, that it just feels like (laughs) there's no
7: buzz down there. Nah, 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 nah. Listen, Uh, you're going to see tomorrow when when it's time to turn it up. We're going to have an NRG rocking. We're going to get it popping uh you know they still like kind of on the fence because they've been so down and you know they let them up so they, they they ready to buy in but i think this win right here actually get them to
0: all the way come back in you know damian pierce was a starting uh running back last year he had a decent season he was the starting running back in the beginning of this year their running game has been a lot different jonathan you would know better than anybody else since singletary's become the guy and singletary was kind of disappointing in buffalo but he's been, he's been good. I mean, he's played his best football uh, since becoming the Texans back. What's been the difference to you between those two guys?
7: Well, uh, DP, like I said, he was coming off an injury last year. It took him a little bit of time to get into his rhythm early into the season. Uh, he, he got hurt. And once again, you know, this league, man, you get hurt, somebody gets in there, gets into a rhythm, yep. that's it. You know, and you got to give single turn. You got to take your head off the single turn because he got his opportunity and he stepped up, and he's been making huge plays for us. And I think just the difference is he may just be a little bit more patient than Damien. Damien is a violent runner like myself. He's always looking for the contact. He's looking to create the contact. Singletary is, is more subtle. He's more uh, has more holes in the hole, uh, moves in the hole, and he's been able to you know do what he needs to do to uh, help us get some some winning some winning football out of the run game up here. So, but we need both of those guys. I think we'll need both of them tomorrow.
1: Jonathan, we talked earlier this week uh, about what part of the storylines for this game would Deshaun Watson fit into. Just because Obviously, he's not playing. We know that. But these franchises are forever connected because of the trade. I'm wondering what the average Texans fan view is of Deshaun Watson now and how they judge the trade that brought them three first-round draft picks and, let's be honest, put them in this football game.
7: Uh, I'll speak for the city of Houston. I don't think there's zero. I don't think there's anybody in the city of Houston that has mentioned Deshaun Watson this year. We have our quarterback of the future. We are not looking forward. We thank you guys for taking him off our hands. But so We are in good hands with Allstate down here, baby. Good luck to that. Good luck to that guy. We good. We CJ Stroud to the, to, the, to the wheels fall off down All Man, right. We ain't thinking about that guy. Well, then we'll take one of those first-round draft picks
0: back if you yeah, good. <laughs> next year's back. To hey, Jonathan, I mean, this Joe Flacco story is, is crazy. Right. I mean, this, this yeah. is nuts. Uh, could you have ever imagined he'd be playing this well? No, absolutely not.
7: Not after all that time off. But, hey, man, when you get those those cagey veterans, he's got nothing to lose. He has a team full of talent around him, and the guy's coming and He's making plays, so you got to salute him, man. You know, big salute to Joe Flacco. Hopefully, we can get his big butt on the ground tomorrow (laughs) a few times. (laughs) Or or he he can throw – Joe, you got to throw me something tomorrow, baby. You got to throw
0: me something. You got to throw me one or two of them things tomorrow. I need you, baby. Mm. Come on. Hey, hey, Jonathan, speaking of the the Browns passing game, Amari Cooper ate the lunch of every defensive back on the Texans last time. How, what's their game plan going into this game? Because he killed them. Triple team. I don't know. They better <laughs> do
7: something. I, I don't know what we're going to do. Honestly, I don't know. But I, I I think that, like I said, I think that that will play into our favor. Our guys are going to have a big chip on their shoulder because of how he did them last time. And hopefully, you know, we'll throw a couple wrinkles in there. We'll be able to hold him to, oh, man, 100 yards or less because, man, too, he went crazy last game. My goodness. D'Amico Ryans or Kevin Stefanski make the case for Coach of the Year.
5: If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
7: D'Amico Ryan's, man. Y'all, lost, y'all won. Y'all been winning 8, nine, ten games. Nobody saw the Texans doing this with a rookie head coach, with a rookie quarterback. Offensive line has been decimated the whole season. Nobody saw the Texas being in the playoffs. The Miko Ryans is not even close.
4: What kind of effect has he had on this team? Because it wasn't that long ago, Houston was about as toxic and dysfunctional as Cleveland. And it's
7: like gone, just like that quarterback and coach. That's it. That's all it takes. Well, when you have a quarterback and a coach that mesh as well as those two do, remember both of them have a very big Christian faith and they just have the same uh, thought process. Uh, the young energy that the Coach Ryan's has brought to the building—it was instant. I was there the day he got hired, and he just—he has this aura about himself. It's a quiet, calm confidence, and that's how the team has been reacting. Him and CJ have been a match made in heaven, and I'm—I'm I'm, I'm happy, man. We got our guys for the next five to ten years down here, so now we just gotta figure out this injury bug i feel like every game we're losing two to three players every week don't talk and to we us about injuries. injury bug. <laughs> yeah we got it huh?
1: don't talk to us about injuries
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
7: I guess you're right.
3: I guess it's the wrong team to be talking to. We, we started well, the COVID virus.
1: Yeah.
7: <laughs> yeah, the origin was the Browns yeah. Was yeah. <laughs>
3: That's
7: that's the only thing that's been killing us, man. We haven't played with our full starting lineup the whole year. We have not played with all of them yet. It's Two most crazy, injured teams in the NFL.
0: Yeah, that's a fact. Yeah, facts. Yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Hey, yes, sir. Hey, Jonathan, Before we let you go, Ryan Day. What do you think about him? Right, we gotta now? get that. Gotta yeah. get to it. Stay or go we and do you it. want Vrabel to go if if it's
1: Ryan's out?
7: I'm a Ryan day guy. I'm a Ryan day guy. Right. Um, I think I think Ryan day has done what he needed to do. He had to fix the defense when he had those explosive quarterbacks. When he had those offenses scoring 35 40 50 points a game. We didn't have a defense. Jim knows to his credit since he's been here. He's brought our defense back inside of the top 10 in most statistics um, I think we're going in the right direction. We just don't have big enough bodies on the D-line, which is why we're wearing down in the fourth quarter, and Michigan has been able to push us around in the fourth quarter. Other than that, it's been really even, I, and I, I I like Ryan Day. I'm not ready to fire him, uh, but we got to beat Michigan, so we need to figure that out ASAP, but I like Ryan Day.
1: All right, great stuff. Good I to listen, see you, Jonathan. And Jonathan's right on a lot of things, long-term, picking out. Yeah. Great to see you, my friend. It's great to see
7: you
3: guys, I man. I see you working out, big dog. I still be watching, man. You be, you be in this Namaste yoga game, more Shout out to you.
1: <laughs> hey, listen, and, and our <laughs> condolences in advance on the loss tomorrow. Yeah, we <laughs> <are you?
7: laughs> Listen, shout out to the dog pound, but you know it's ace down to the casting drop. Let's
1: go. Jonathan <laughs> Wells, the former Buckeye and, of course, former Houston Texans. We got to get Joining him back on, on Monday, Monday whatever happens. Yeah, he, what's yeah. that? he was awesome.
2: Jonathan was amazing. We oh, got to get him back Monday. He's always Jonathan, been a lot i will never yeah. Monday, but.
1: i was uh i was on the treadmill one day and i got this text from a number i did not know yeah and i'm jonathan? looking at it and uh it's it said uh hey I, I was talking i think it was bobby carpenter was that was that who set us up originally jonathan uh, you got my I don't number think it from carpenter i can't remember who it was no. it was a former buckeye who was in the media i can't remember who it was and he said you don't know me but i'm jonathan wells and i want to get in the business and we we forged a friendship and we knocked some walls down together and you you are absolutely killing it. Keep doing you, man.
7: Appreciate it, man. A big love, man. Big love, fellas. Big salute to the dog pound. We'll see y'all Saturday, baby. Let's go. Right.
3: All right. All
2: right Thanks, we'll try to
7: get them back Monday. Thank yeah, you, Jonathan.
2: Yeah. We're gonna Great read human some super too. chats here and then we're gonna get to our playoff and Super Bowl picks. But first a quick word. From Jace Medical, I know we come to sports as an escape from the real world, but let's just talk about a minute for preparing for real life. According to the FDA, pharmacies are running out of antibiotics right now in the middle of the worst flu season in over a decade. That's scary. Could you imagine a more helpless feeling than one of your loved ones getting sick while a supply chain issue kept them from their life-saving medication they needed? Well, thankfully, we'll all be okay because of Jace Medical. The Jace case is a pack of five different antibiotics that treats a long list of bacterial illnesses – including UTIs, respiratory infections, and so much more. And that stuff could happen to any of us, guys. JaceMedical.com is where you need to go, and you can complete your physician encounter. It'll be reviewed by a board-certified physician. The medications will be dispensed by a licensed pharmacy at a fraction of the regular cost. It's never been more important to be prepared than today. So go to JaceMedical.com and use code LOCKEDON for $20 off your offer. We're going to read Super Chats real quick. We're going to make some Super Bowl picks. Then we're going to show you the rest of the pictures of the UCSS staff from 2002. But some Super Chats. Damian Frederick said, Bull looks like he lost money betting on Seabiscuit. Biscuit." coming
1: from where I'm from, LOL. Wait a minute, though. Let's everybody oh. agree how good he looks. I like that. I think he looks great.
2: I, I like mean, There's some other funny comments in the Super Chats about uh, I want to.
0: I want to hear them all.
2: So, uh... Gleezy Baby 43 says, Bull and G. Bush represent in UCSS as the infamous dog fathers. <laughs> Bull Brassi and G. Corleone. Let's go brownies.
0: That God. would actually be a good movie, right? It, it would. A Jewish guy and a black guy as mobsters. Oh, my God. There's, right? yeah. there's your title I or storyline yeah. right there. Yeah. And we can
2: do it, man. If you guys ever start your food show, that's how you have to dress for each that's, episode. That's there can't true. Be. Yeah, it is. No, no hats anymore. Oh uh Young Majestic said, Jay looks like Rev Run from Run DMC. <laughs> Clay Daddy 25 Me? said, G, G and yeah, Bull. Well, I, G. Look, I thought about that too. Said Jay, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. G, I get sorry, sorry. Into G looks like Rev Run from Run DMC. Clay Daddy says, G and Bull look sharp AF today. Uh, Trey Ball says, it's been a wild year. I feel the culture within the team and fan base has officially changed. Hey, let's go 1-0. Uh, hey, and oh. Hey, Alexa, play living on a prayer. James Cosby says, our defense is going to dial it up another notch. Playoff may- mode. Go Browns. Roberto El Presidente said, Welcome to G Bush and Bowls speakeasy. Now hashtag drink. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Trizzy T said, I'm calling OBZ big game against this former team. And Daryl says, UCSS is lit today. Browns win 31 17 in Flacco, we trust. Make sure to tune into the WKYC show, Cleveland. Let's go. Shout out to Daryl. He's right. If you're Look at Daryl giving sure us a channel
1: three, no. Darryl, the channel 3 plug. His brother yeah, yeah, Channel 3 in all, in yeah, all, yeah. all honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The OG
2: homie. So, yeah. shout out to Daryl. Uh, guys, let's make some Super Bowl picks. We got six minutes to go around the Horn Bowl. You'll start the last two minutes. Yeah. We'll see Jason, Anthony, and Director Steve.
0: from. I hate this because I didn't pick the Browns. I, want, I really want the Browns to win the Super Bowl. And hopefully, I'll change my mind. Uh, and I hope I'm wrong. But I've actually got the Bills. I... I I, I, I think the Bills, uh, they're a very dangerous team right now. I think Josh Allen, like Joe Flacco, there's too many turnovers. But when he's not turning the ball over, I mean, he's probably the best quarterback in football right now. Uh, the guy's magnificent, and he does it on the ground and through the air. He's asked to do so much for that team. I don't trust the Ravens in the playoffs. Uh, I have in in my mind, I have the Browns losing to the Bills in the AFC championship game. I think if we got there, I'd probably pick the Browns to win. But today I'm picking the Bills and I'd be shocked if anybody but the Niners comes out of the NFC. I'm shocked how similar you
1: and I are. Oh boy. I know. It really, it really is amazing. As much as we go at it on the big stuff, we tend to. He's up lines. next, G. G. Bush.
3: Well, <laughs> listen, I know who he's got. Don't even worry about it, man.
1: Browns versus Browns, man.
3: Browns went went by hundred. Yeah, listen, you know what? I already know what it is, man. <laughs> I did know. It my, where's my? Show my flag. It's back there. Everybody knows what time it is. The Browns going to win this thing. And you know what? I was I, my whole, you know, football knowledge said, you know what? The Bills do look good, and the Ravens are, you know, they only lost three games, but that don't matter on Kool Aid. On Kool-Aid, I can lift matter. weights. On Kool-Aid, I'm the most attractive man in the world. And on Kool-Aid, the Browns are the best team in the universe. You got Flacco. I think he's about to get hot. And his defense is really going to turn into, the, like, really like the old 2,000 Ravens. I see 2,000 Ravens. You, you you thought Ray Lewis was special. Miles Garrett, he might get 10 sacks in the playoffs alone.
0: Damn. <laughs>
1: The Browns. The Browns. (laughs) The Browns. 478-3. to If Mike Dicker fought Superman, how does it go down?
2: (laughs) Joe Flacco.
1: That's how it goes down. Joe Flacco wins.
2: What's crazy is uh, before Christmas, we called Jason the Grinch of UCSS, and I still think that's pretty applicable, but Jason, your turn to pick.
4: If you two think alike. G and I think alike, What? but no. I haven't flipped. I oh, haven't flipped. Okay. I absolutely, that. positively believe the Browns are going to the Super Bowl this year. Oh I, I believe it. God. I do.
3: That's crazy. I, I, they That's, have
4: everything they need to go to the Super Bowl. they got everything. They've got a defense that gets off the field on third down and creates turnovers. They've got a quarterback who can make every throw. They have everything they need to go to the Super Bowl. I think they're going to the Super Bowl.
0: They I do. certainly could. I do. Now, if I, I need come a here Monday, eight count right now. Yeah. if I
4: come in here Monday I was, with a loss, I was, I'm going to be really pissed. Hey, no,
3: I'm telling you, I'm calling off right now. I, I I'm not, not going to be here.
1: I'm going to make something up. I've, <laughs> I I I, I, I got to tell you, I need a standing eight count. I, I have I'm, not heard anything on this show in the history of this show that has surprised me more. Than me picking the Browns and going yes. to the Yes. That was, I was I, a shocker. L- l- listen, the way Flacco is playing. You know why? He sits right next to that Kool-Aid It's permeating his back. It's taking mostly. over. It's not
4: it's it's not me sucking up or anything like that. God, I could care I, less about that. I totally absolutely It's not crazy. No, it's not. I, I just said I got
0: them losing he, a tough game to the Joe, Bills in the AFC championship. Joe game.
4: Flacco is on the type of heater. It's possible. That's I, right. It's, yeah, it's, no. it's I feel the same
0: way about Flacco and Allen.
4: <laughs> like and but, I feel like they're yeah, but, both But but I, I, in fact I think I just I, wrote it today. Yeah. Josh Allen. Looks like Johnny Unitas on one play and Johnny Manziel on the next. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Not, yeah. well, I've, just, I've said that forever, and I just can't trust that. In a, and I understand more but times Flacco, than not he Flacco's delivers. Flacco's mini, but, but Flacco's interceptions haven't been. Oh my god! No, I what know was you're that? right. Yeah, one of it's them been. Was. Most of them have
1: been. He's pulling it out and well, shaking it. Look how many big it. plays yeah. this guy's made. Well, that's it. There. Yeah, and and so one was tipped. Yeah, one I mean, receiver gave up on the route. So a lot of them have been. If they've
4: been aggressive interceptions, but they haven't – I mean, Josh Allen makes throws that Beyond nobody back. should make. Yeah, I,
1: know. I and, know. And
4: Joe's not making those types of turnovers. Yeah. I wish the Browns could run it a little bit more effectively, granted. But if I look at that team on paper, they have everything they need to go when to the When they Super said
3: game. Wyatt Teller was, was messing around off, you know, outside of the huddle, and, and Joe Flacco tells him, hey, you're to get your ass in the huddle. And Wyatt's like, okay, let me go over here. It shows me this
1: dude is the leader. He's not yeah. just an outsider oh, now. Oh, it's his team they now. They believe yeah. Yeah. in this it, dude. It's very much his team. I gotta tell you, I a strange calm just came over me. <laughs> a very strange. It's did you thing, catch? Did you catch the spirit, my brother? I think I'm. I don't know. I'm not, <laughs> not that far. I'm not changing my pick. But it's one thing to. I, I knew G. Bush was going to pick the Browns. I would have been disappointed if he didn't. Not in a million years did I see the grizzle, <laughs> the soulless, yeah. Yeah. dead inside, right? dead inside Jason Lloyd yeah. getting swept up in this Hollywood story. Yeah. I yeah. do feel like we are in chapter three or four of a Hollywood tale with an unbelievable ending. However, we've been caught up in tidal wave like that before that felt like it was going to that conclusion despite all odds and the wave crashed. Yep. Yeah. And I'm afraid that's where we are now. I'm not. I'm certainly not saying this ends this week. Um, it could. Um, I do think the ask to go into Baltimore in a playoff atmosphere Ooh. and ask them to win is too much. I've got San Francisco, and I did not have to think about it in the NFC. Um, and I've got the Bills coming out of the AFC. And unlike Bull, I have the Niners. Over the Bills in the mm-hmm. Super Bowl because of a couple of
0: bad decisions by Josh Allen. Yeah, we we have the same Super Bowl. You have the same Super that's Bowl. That's funny. We both and have that different... was not planned. Yeah, uh, uh, at, at all. Both, both have different planned. results. You're right. Uh, uh, real right, quick
2: bye. update: the Browns have elevated John Kelly and Riley Patterson from the practice squad. Pierre Strong out. Yeah, that's uh, listen. It's questionable, but if they elevated Riley, right, yeah, uh, uh, Kelly, he's probably out. not yeah. playing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we started the show with some pictures from 2000. And Two, the last time the Browns won a playoff game in front of fans. We have the rest of the cast. Here's Jason in 2002. What you can see in this picture is he's checking out Jim Trestle's butt. Yeah, so this was a cartoon.
4: This was right. a picture turned into a cartoon. Real quick, 2002 Ohio State-Michigan game. I'm an Ohio State beat writer. I'm on the sideline for the last couple minutes. Jim's play sheet was in his back pocket. And so I was staring at it, and they got this picture of me staring at <laughs> <there>, just <James laughs> Russell's ass. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Okay. You like the little know, shell necklace? Can't confirm see, I like that. The play right, card in go, the back like pocket.
2: All right, uh, let's see the next one. Aunt, who's up next? Our 2002 series continues with Anthony. Here's little Anthony <laughs> Cantosbelly, at five years old, a little soccer pup. <laughs> He's in third grade. And last but not oh, least, director Steve. I can't even begin to imagine with this. Oh my goodness gracious! He that just is killed creepy
0: what That's is a the serial ne- killer. Steve, what's the necklace? That's Mardi Gras beads. He just saw a pair of Dude, that I. looks like the Mardi star- Gras beads next to a Christmas tree. That looks like a picture of <laughs> a cult leader deep. right there. No, he looks <laughs> yeah, like that's, an That's un-so. terrifying.
2: I wish I didn't see that. We'll see you on WKYC in three minutes.
3: Yeah. Purple
0: Kool-Aid there. <laughs> oh, my
3: goodness. There's bodies in the basement. Damn. <laughs>